something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John Age Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. You're headlong down the runaway train. That is the Anomic Age. And I'm your host, John Age. Happy to be back with you once again in the wee hours of the AM. The dark side of the AM, my favorite time. It's a wonderful night in NC right about now. It's beautifully cold out there. I just got in a moment ago. Took the dog out a little bit, just basking in the cold, wondrous glory that is the dark side of the AM. It's wonderful out there right now. The sky's clear, it's cold as anything out there. It's beautiful. Man, I just couldn't be happier, to be honest with you, as far as that goes. It's wonderful. I love it. Please check out anomicage.com if you've not already done so. Like all the likes. Subscribe to all the subscriptions. PayPal.me forward slash Age, Patreon.com forward slash Age as well. If you're still hanging on with me in Patreon land, hats off to you. Here's to you. And I thank you indubitably. Thank you folks that are chilling. The patrons out there. Nothing but respect for you. Nothing but uh, homage to you. So thank you for what you do. Thanks for hanging on there with me. It's been uh, it's been nothing short of nuts in the last few. Well, uh, let's be serious. It's been completely and utterly bonkers, cuckoo for cocoa puffs, off the rail, nuts, and otherwise completely crazy for at least the last three years. But uh, really, about since the end of October in my personal life, it has been. Ridiculous. It's <laughs> just, just been absurd, folks. So, um, if you're expecting me to have guests and come out with a normal show in the midst of all this, alas, you are mistaken. That's <laughs> just, it's the show, I think, is becoming more and more an accurate, complete representation of me than perhaps ever, which is, uh, probably not a good thing. It would, it would explain the dip in the numbers, perhaps. I don't know. But, um, you know, I would rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. So I've said this before. We'll try to get back on the rails eventually. But <clears throat> I'm in no hurry to get back on the rails. Things are ridiculous and getting more so in the real world as it pertains to to this show, my life, and assuredly your lives as well. So... I feel like I'm predominantly speaking to the choir here. You know, if I had the big backing of of whoever else is getting the big backing, uh, I assure you, I'd I'd be doing a regular show, and my life would perhaps be a little more mundane. But uh, <laughs> it ain't. You know, it's just not. So there you go. Title of tonight's episode. <laughs> 
Title of tonight's episode is Some of Our Parts. And full disclosure, I've probably been wanting to do, meaning to do, uh, just thinking about doing a full-scale show on death for a long time. Uh, if I if I know me and I do, I don't. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite topics, but it's a topic in my brain often. Death. It really is, folks. It sure as the devil is. And uh, it's been far more uh, prescient in my brain in in the last few months. You know, I haven't shared much with the general audience on this show. And I'll still keep my cards fairly close to the vest. But I would say for sure in the last few months, that topic has become even more clear, even more important in my mind. And uh, it's, it's one of those things where you have so much going on that you're just trying to swim so hard just to stay above water, just to keep a nostril above the waves, you know. So you don't really have time to sit back and reflect and uh, and just cogitate on it all. And, oh, let's write down our feelings and let's talk to a therapist and let's talk to my friend. You know, that's just not, that's not how I roll. It's not in the cards for me. So... <clears throat> Oftentimes, this show becomes a bit of that sounding board. A sounding board to who? We don't really know, according to the numbers, to no one. But uh, nevertheless, it's definitely been important lately. It's been even more so important than than ever because, you know, as, as you... As you ebb closer and closer to death in your own life, you know... Those around you, those your elders, become closer and closer to that final curtain as well. And, and you know, we're all sort of uh, picking up what I'm putting down here. Needless to say, within the family, there's there's definitely been a death in the family. Uh, you know, and it just causes more pause. You know, it causes that that proverbial pause, it causes you to think a little bit more. As, as I've mentioned on the show in the past, whenever you go to a funeral or have a death, a bereavement or what have you, it just it pulls all that closer internally in thyself. And you be, you become very self-reflective and, and you try to figure a lot of things out. And, uh, you know, I couldn't help but think about just that in the last few days, particularly that we are the sum of our parts. And what do I mean by that? Let me flesh it out a little bit for you. And there's a there's a number of songs by the band Shelter off uh, Quest for Certainty, most assuredly. I believe it's uh, uh, and I conflate these with the with the song by the Sex Pistols. the The song by the Sex Pistols is Bodies, and just Bodies is the name of the Shelter song. I, I knew that was it somewhere along the line, but just Bodies. Society based on bodies. There you go. From uh, Quest for Certainty. And there's a few of their other songs as well that really delve into this. 
And it really ties into, you know, of course, the Krishna movement that was so heavily influential uh, to Shelter, to other bands like Cro-Mags and 108 and Prima and the like. You know what I'm talking about. But uh, I couldn't help but think about that just so much, that we are the sum of our parts. But uh, most specifically, the sum of our material parts. You know, when someone dies... Whether they have a little or they have a lot, someone, whether that's friends, family, or the state, is stuck sifting through the parts, the material parts, the material remains of that deceased individual. In much the same vein as an archaeologist is kind of a glorified garbage man that's just sifting through those material remains of past civilizations, cultures, and, and the like. So those uh, those living, those friends, family, or the state, are stuck just sifting through those material bits of the decedent, as I said a moment ago. And it becomes a bit of a time capsule. It becomes the sum of that person. And it just struck me the other day how how completely sad it all was. Not just the, the death of the individual, but those material elements, those things that in many instances this person has, has lived a lifetime accruing, collecting, and otherwise just uh, accumulating. It's all the little trinkets, it's all the little memorabilia from this trip and that trip and Presents from this family member and gifts from the other. Uh, pictures from grade school, pictures of family and children. All these things just become the sum of our parts. And as we are today in an ever-increasing quickening, credit Art Bell, uh, ever-increasing just information, technological based society it, it was just it struck me as funny and I'm trying not to give you too many details here but but uh, but that individual <clears throat> yeah it, it struck me just as quite odd that uh, you know that that person and and the loved one most affected by them. <laughs> Was talking to me about, you know, this was the last picture that they took. You know. And it was just something completely random and accidental, most likely. But just sort of like, this was it. This was the last picture they took. This, These boxes, the sum of their parts. And then there's, of course, the financial, the bills, the the inheritance, the lack of inheritance, the monies, and the usual suspect stuff, you know. There's that also. But as a as a people, we become the sum of our parts. No, no matter how, uh, how materialistic we are or how anti-materialistic we are, at the end of the day, there's something to collect. Something that connects us to this world. And is lost in the next. I don't know why that just struck me so profound in the past few days. Because 
at the end of the game, that's really what's up, folks. That's it. The stuff you leave behind, the stuff you leave behind becomes the sum of your parts. It becomes anchor points. It becomes trinkets. It becomes hand-me-downs. It becomes elements, essential elements that, that were you. Even the most trivial become these essential elements of you, oftentimes to someone. To someone that, uh, that you were very important to. These various just incidental trinkets, a, a random shirt, you know, an old necktie, uh, you know, this ring that you never wore, all these different things that uh, are inconsequential to you, oftentimes could become these essential elements of you. These essential little bits of you to someone after you're gone. It just struck me as so profound. It's just so strange how our, our society is constructed. And I'm one of those people, like everything, it's kind of like a balancing act with me. It's either these these polarizing extremes. I've dealt with so much death on so many different weird levels throughout my life. That on the one hand, I'm too good at it. I'm almost like a psychopath in the fact that I have cut off so much emotion and that I've become so quote-unquote good at, at handling death or coping with the death and, and things like that. But that being said, the the essential people that I've lost along the way, those essential people that have kind of rubbed away the, the sharp edges and have, have made me that sort of calloused a person now. Those are the essential people that I, I look back upon and, and really do stir, you know, hardened emotions. That They really do stir emotions in me still. But for better or worse, I have become quite, uh, quite good at the whole death thing. I mean, you know, good and bad at the same time. Good in that I can, I can go through the motions with it. Bad in the sense that those essential people from my past uh, do haunt me quite often, if not every day. So, uh, you know, many people have said you don't, you don't get over certain deaths. You just sort of come up with clever ways to, to cope with it or handle it. And I think that's pretty accurate. But, uh, you know, that, that flip side of that coin is that death does bother me, as, it, as I think it bothers many you know, and I'm going to really hack off all the Christians. So feel free to send your hate mail to John at anomicage.com or just post some colorful comments in the uh, various social media. But, you know, bad Christian or not for this, man, death does scare me a bit. It's it's crazy because I, I don't really I don't buy into the the folks that say they don't have any fear, no trepidation, there's no second thought, they're just ready to die, take me to the Rex world or whatever. I mean, I don't know, man. I wish I could say that I had that that complete blind faith in in whatever's next. But I just I think if you have your head screwed on straight, you do sort of wonder what the devil is next. You know, what the heck is going on next? And I think a lot of folks have that sort of I don't know what you would call it. It's just sort of a blind blindness to it 
Because if you read the Bible, it doesn't say you die and you just show up at the pearly gates and you get ushered in. I mean, you die, at least in my humble opinion, from what I'm understanding and picking up from what's being put down there. You don't just roll through the pearly gates of death. You just sort of <laughs> go to where? I don't know. And then when the end comes, then you you are, are ascended. If you have the blood of the lamb, of course, you know, all the the obvious stuff. So, you know, I don't know, folks. It does raise a lot more questions than answers for me. Wish it didn't, cold hard facts, but it does. It just does, folks. It's one of my favorite topics because I think it's one of the most puzzling topics. It's one of those topics that grips humanity, whether they want to admit it or not or believe it or not or... Oh, it's all faith. We don't care. We're going on to the next slide. Or, oh, we're all worm food. Who really gives a bleep? Anyway, you know, there's all these people that have these lovely coping mechanisms for it. But at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's got any hard answers for it. So, I believe I'm quite justified in having a little trepidation, a little wonder at the very least. I suppose at the end of the day, we're all facing that final curtain at some point. So, you know, why well, fear it's just bring it, I suppose. But um, it is a bit strange. It's a bit crazy. But that being said, I think the message I really wanted to bring home in this episode is that we are or we should uh, as- We should, we should definitely grasp and we should absolutely aspire to being more than the sum of our parts. At the end of the game, folks. So, that being said, I think we need to try to be a positive influence on other people. We need to try to be a guiding light in, in the darkness for so many people that I feel... <clears throat> are absolutely in the darkness right now. So, I, I got no problems with all the materialism, to be honest with you. I like my stuff. But, either consciously or unconsciously, I think I have definitely influenced a lot of people in my life, and I hope to influence a lot more before it's the final curtain call. And we need to take... A lot of these things, if not everything, I would say we need to take everything to heart. We need to really take those biblical messages to heart, and we really need to try to live as it uh, calls us to. We need to be the change we want to see in the world, man. We want to live the example. We want to be the example. We need to stop monkey around and doing all the talking a good game and really put the game into action. Because as I've said on the show many times before, I think the the time for saving the republic is long gone. I haven't covered the election in forever because I just don't care. You know, there's like a million and one things. There's the the attorney general in Atlanta, you know, the backwards dress and just absolute idiocy. It's nothing more you know, then those struggle sessions out of communist China. It's a humiliation ritual. All that we see in our society right now. 
in my opinion, is some form or fashion a humiliation ritual. Whether or not it's the streets littered with bums and and just filth and drug-addled trash, or whether it's you know the the joke level mess that we put up with, with all things that we ingest being toxic poisons. It's just all so sick, folks. It really is. So we could sit around and wring our hands about that and do this, do that, or the other. But instead, I think we got to look within, folks. We really got to look within and try to change within ourselves, be that example to others, and show people, yo, you don't have to live like this. You don't have to be like this. It's just so sick. I've gotten so much lately out of conversations with my daughter, as I always do, but so much of what she says is so spot on, so telling. I mean, I'm one of those people that's like an open book uh, to to everything that's going down. I'm not really much on like, oh, we shouldn't say this, we shouldn't. I'll just like, yo, this is what's up. Like the food's toxic. Don't eat this crap. The water, the air, it's all like uh, some form or fashion of toxicity. So the real key in 2024 is to limit the toxicity. You filter the water. You eat organic. You, you don't hang out with scum. You don't do X, Y, and Z. Like all these things in our society. You know what I'm saying? And my wife and I and my daughter, we were talking about this the other night. Like, you know, it's all so fouled up. <laughs> and my daughter asked a very poignant question. Why would they do this? Like, why would all these things be toxic? And, you know, cold hard facts is because they want us all dead, folks. It's not a mystery. It's not like a whodunit or Sherlock Holmes here. It's like, oh, yeah, it's all toxic because they want everybody dead. You know, I mean, I could do a show on the election. I could do a show. Everybody's, uh, oh, wringing hands over. I mean, how is this even news? Yet uh, more reports coming out from more corners and uh, and folks in the death industry that are pulling out these crazy looking, you know, uh, white fishing lure looking things out of people's arteries. And I'm just like, yeah, why is this even news? We, we knew this like six, eight months ago. At least this wasn't even why is it news again, you know, but we have this sort of idiotic goldfish mentality where things are only cool for like a few days. I mean, a few weeks at best. We forgot the Maui fires. We forgot that Ohio train derailment that was supposed to just destroy everything inside. Uh, we've already forgotten this asinine mess where somebody was shot and many injured at this ridiculous, stupid bowl party in Kansas City. I mean, we we live in such a, a completely self-absorbed, myopic, can't see the forest for the trees, idiocy, malaise that we have just forgotten the most vile things from two days ago, from six months ago, from two years ago. I mean, the COVID hoax, that was years ago. I mean, we've forgotten about that already. The mask mandate, six feet apart. You can't go in the store unless you go down this asinine flowers for Algernon path. This mess has all vastly been forgotten. Murdering people in nursing homes, murdering people in hospitals, getting kickbacks for putting people on ventilators, getting kickbacks for diagnosing people with COVID. This has all just run rampant, and we've forgotten about it all. Folks, we have forgotten about it all. Just as there was a, a wonderful post, I believe it was on Twitter, or am I supposed to call it X now? Is that my new parlance that I'm supposed to use? But I believe it was on Twitter 
from about two days ago. And I never comment on anything. I vastly just look at everything. I watch Rome burn from social media. But this was a pretty nice post about uh, the obvious discrepancies in the Columbine debacle from, what was it, like 30 years ago now? And and the person made some good points, and I just sort of threw out there my two cents on it and gave the obvious that ain't even new news. I mean, this is like, again, 30-year-old information that uh, that many students saw people with buzz cuts and fatigues doing the shooting. There was rounds recovered from inside the school that were not the rounds covered by the two patsies. All these the alphabet soup agency connections to the shooters, to the parents, to the town, to the school. It's all just obvious. But it's all been obvious. The Sandy Hook shooting, the Pulse nightclub shooting, the Aurora shooting, the blippin' uh, Vegas shooting. It's all been obvious. It's all so in your face. I don't know if it's just a forest for the trees thing, if it's a cognitive distance thing, if it's some sort of combination of all these rolled into one. But all these things have stunk from the start. But people look at it, they realize it's a sham. They go, oh, look, it's a sham. And then everybody just goes back to sleep and goes on with their lives. I mean, we still got people talking about voting when nothing's changed from the squad being elected over eight blipping years ago. Nothing's changed from the stolen election of the presidential darn near four years ago. Nothing's blipping changed, folks. But we still are being led down the slaughter trough. A la the Temple Grandin, you know, material where she's figured out a way. If you just lead the cattle through this chute, through this sort of circular trough, they'll just go willingly to their death. We as a people are just willingly going into our death. We've been, I guess, selective amnesiaed into just, oh, forget about that. Oh, forget about that. Oh, forget about that. As we are going towards the bolt gun that's going to blast us into never, never land, folks. So just as we forgot, what else? Uh, Oklahoma City bombing, World Trade One, obvious 9-11 false flag, uh, all the Clinton shenanigans. We got the Ron Brown. We got the Vince Foster. I mean, so much of this is just in your blipping face. JFK, RFK, MLK, John Lennon, Malcolm X. Good night, nurse, folks. We're up to our eyeballs in it. But, you know, don't worry. There's a new disaster, a new uh, crisis de jour, right? It's coming right down the pike for you. So just don't worry about this one. There's another one coming. It's another train coming, folks. It's a great song by Embrace. I I can't recall the title of it right about now, but... I think it's called New Year or something, you know. <laughs> but uh, the lyrics, to paraphrase it, says, uh, "We're at the end of a end of the year. Don't worry, there's another one coming." <laughs> and there sure is, folks. Same thing with the crisis de jour. Don't worry, there's another one coming. You just can't keep up with the insanity. You really can't. 
So I'll say vastly the same thing I've said for many shows now. If your brain is stuck on stupid, if you are just stuck in this malaise of the material, the malaise of the crisis du jour, you're right where they want you, folks. Nothing new under the sun. I don't see uh, any of us voting our way out of this. So try to make the changes within yourself. Try to make the the key changes that are impactful and influential in the people that are most near and dear to you. Try to get out there and, you know, it's, it's the most trite thing you could possibly say. But just be good to each other. Do something nice for somebody. And I get so disgusted at this freaking mess, man. Every time you see, oh, there's another video of somebody doing this. Oh, there's another video of somebody doing that. Folks, if you are doing something nice so that somebody can film it, so that you can get clicks, so that you can get the, 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 the dopamine drips of, oh, in that just, then you are, are missing the point, folks. Do something nice for someone else, not for yourself, not for your own self-gratification, not for the likes, for the pats on the back, for the good jobs, for the attaboys. You don't. Newsflash for you. The only the only one keeping score <laughs> doesn't have a social media account. He just doesn't, folks. He just doesn't. <laughs> That being said, folks, you can't do everything, but you can do something. Get out there, do your part, make a difference. I'll be seeing you sooner than later in the Anomic Age. Thank you for listening to the Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A-N-O-M-I-C-A-G-E dot com. Till next time, thank you for listening to the Anomic Age. Thank <laughs> you.